This episode of the Busted Wide Open podcast is brought to you by Blueberry. Blueberry offers the best media hosting, accurate listening stats, and their all-new PowerPress Deluxe sites, a no-setup WordPress website for your podcast with all the necessary links to share your show with the world built right in. If you currently produce a podcast and are looking for a better media host or looking to start a new one from scratch, head over to orbitaljigsaw.com forward slash BWO and sign up for the best media hosting and a PowerPress Deluxe site to get your first month absolutely free. That's orbitaljigsaw.com forward slash BWO or just use the promo code BWO at checkout for your first month free. And with that said, enjoy the show. This is the Limitless Keith Lee and I'm here to ask you to stop what you're doing. Take just one moment and bask in the glory of the Busted Wide Open podcast. Mwah. You're listening to the Busted Wide Open podcast. Dropping the elbow on the hottest topics in sports entertainment and the world of professional wrestling. With your hosts, Nick Howell and Sir Ian Dangerous. Coming to you from the Orbital Jigsaw Network Arena in sunny Southern California. Welcome back to the Busted Wide Open Podcast, but if this is your first time joining the show, I'd like to welcome you to episode number 164. My name is Nick Howell. And looking like how I sound, unlike Tyson Fury, who looks like an ogre and sounds like a hobbit, I am Sir Ian Dangerous, <laughs> and welcome, welcome, welcome to this Tuesday night show. Uh, Nick, this is a, our new format. We do two shows yeah. a week uh, more. with the like We do a mailbag show now every week. We do a pay-per-view recap show, if, if need be, which we just finished doing Hell in a Cell. Oh, God, Hell in a Cell. Oh, the trauma. Uh, but here we are. We're back with our weekly show. We're going to recap uh, Raw. We're going to talk a little bit about New Japan. we got some news and notes to talk about. Uh, yeah, there's some, there's some, there's some things to go over, man. We had some fallout from hell in a cell. We're getting ready for the draft on Friday on SmackDown. Uh, and, uh, yeah, there were some things that happened on raw that I, I really got a bitch about Nick. Yep. I, yep. you know, I hate bitching. <laughs> nah, but, you, we really don't, but we love giving that constructive feedback, which there happens you go. quite a bit over in our Facebook discussion group. Just come over to Facebook, search for Busted Wide Open, like the page, and send us a join request to get into the group. It's where all the fun action happens, as well as our Discord server, which you definitely want to be in. Link to the description down below for those of you watching on YouTube. Anybody else listening on the, the podcast can find it pinned to our social media profiles. Certainly want to get in there. That's where all the live chats happened. Very spoiler-friendly environment with separate channels for every show so you don't get spoiled unless you want to. But come be a part of those. They happen live during all of the weekly uh, shows throughout the week as well as dedicated channels for any pay-per-views across all of the wrestling landscape. Uh, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at BWO Podcast. Podcasting right here live on YouTube at youtube.com slash open every Tuesday at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 Pacific, and every Saturday at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific. Two shows. We listened you guys asked, we listened, we're delivering anywhere from two, three, or four shows a week Woo! for you, starting in this new era, and we aligned it perfectly with this launch that took off last week and consumed the world of professional wrestling. Uh, you now have up to four episodes of Busted Wide Open every single week. Good Lord, there's a lot of wrestling stuff going on right now around the internet. But Ian, we're here tonight 
to talk about Monday Night Raw specifically. Uh, we did have Hell in a Cell, like you said, but we're not just going to talk about Raw and the fallout from Hell in a Cell. We've got a bunch of other stuff to talk about. Exactly, and I can't wait to get into it. But before we do get into it, Nick, we need to discuss Monday Night Raw. Well, this week on Raw, it was a little bit of an awkward show because uh, of the impending draft that's coming and has been announced uh, for the, over the course of the last week this Friday on SmackDown on Fox. So we needed to set that up a little bit or maybe tie some ribbons on things as we came out of that Hell in a Cell event into Monday Night Raw. So we had a superstar showcase. Yeah, it was basically... It's, it's tough to watch WWE when they really don't have any kind of propulsion, and it's really hard for them to get going when they're going to be shifting everyone around and starting new feuds and doing all kinds of crazy stuff, and they don't even know what they're going to do on Friday. So on this show, we had really very little actually happen except for, I would say, setting up some gimmick matches or or you know i'm not sure what you would want to call it but uh basically just some well some showcase matches for like crown jewel and stuff like that um there wasn't a whole lot of forward momentum on the show and a lot of it really felt to me like wwe would had, had taken a big old fart in the arena at hell in a cell and they were trying to wave their hands to make us stop smelling it and uh, some of the times they helped it dissipate and some of the times it just made it smell even worse yeah. so that was kind of that was that's the best way that i can metaphorically describe the raw this week this superstar showcase it was kind of kind of disjointed like they just would start segments like in the middle of the segment and uh the <laughs> announcers didn't like they would like you know get caught by a commercial mid-sentence um, part of that's probably because it's a you know new announced team, but it was still like it just felt yeah it was kind of underwhelming. I don't know what Bakersfield did to deserve this show, but WWE if they that woof they did they did not bring their A game this week. No, I'm they afraid. did not. No. no, they did not. Uh, so Nick, let's just let's just let's not even let's not this, let's not waste any time. Let's get right into yeah. the main angle on the show. And that is Tyson Fury and Braun Strowman. So obviously last week on SmackDown. Oh, that's not what I thought you were going to say. Oh, where'd you think I was going? Uh, La- Lashley, Lana, and Rusev. No, no, I, I can't do that right away, Nick. I get, <laughs> get the, let me build up to that. Okay. Let me build up Because they jumped straight into it. They literally. jumped straight into that, and I was not ready. I was not ready. They, yeah, I think they were just trying to like shock us out of thinking about how, because like, we're all sitting here on the couch watching the show going, all right, what you going to do about that Hell in a Cell finish? And they were like, Lana and Lashley, but we'll, we're not going to get into that right away. Let's. I got to start with Tyson Fury uh, and Braun Strowman. Okay. Um, because they're this is really a thing. Like we were wondering about it last last Friday on SmackDown. We'd heard rumors that it was a thing. It's a thing. This is a match that's going to happen at Crown Jewel, and they built for it this week. Tyson Fury showed up at the arena with his wife and eighteen kids, and uh, and we're looking for an apology from Braun Strowman because Braun Strowman threw Dolph Ziggler at him during SmackDown last week, and Tyson Fury didn't like that because he's a horrible human being, uh, which he genuinely is. Um, and uh, and so they got into a tussle. Braun Strowman said, if he, you know, he, uh, he might get an apology if he asks nicely. If he doesn't, he's going to get these hands. And they had, a, they had a confrontation in the ring, and uh, things went about as well as you'd imagine. And we've never seen this happen before in WWE history, Nick, but there was a pull-apart brawl. Oh, imagine that. Uh, yeah, I mean, like, can you imagine What did they that? think was going to happen? Tyson and Braun laid waste to a, a whole sea of security guards after security guards were demolished by both of their phantom punches. Out came the entire mid-card roster from the back to try to hold them apart. 
which didn't happen. Uh, multiple, you know, it was with charge, and then they were getting held back. Charge getting held back. We've seen this so many times in WWE. Happened again. The bright spot was Braun Strowman at one point went to the back, got interviewed, and cut a sick promo saying, you know, Tyson Fury wants to come into my house. I'm going to kick his ass, essentially. And then he went back out to kick his ass again. That was how the show went off the air. Um, how, do, how do I start this? Nick, I, I want to get into how I feel about Tyson Fury in a little bit. But let's, just, let's start with just with the surface-level stuff here. How do you feel about Braun Strowman being used in a special attraction match with Tyson Fury in this way? And how did both of these guys play their parts? How well did they play their parts? How well did they sell this special attraction match with all of this business. The only thing I've got to compare this to is the time that uh, Austin and Mike Tyson were in the ring together. Except and that was Mike Tyson as a referee. I think this is closer to, and I'm starting well, to interrupt, but this is, there was this is closer physicality. to... But this is, this is closer to, to Big Show having the boxing match, right? Fine, fine. I, I'll, I'll grant you that one. Like Big Look, Show and Mayweather? The only difference I, being that Tyson Fury is bronze Am I excited that this is how they're using Braun Strowman? No, but it could be worse. Um, Braun couldn't have anything to do. It, we, there's plenty of superstars that are back there. Boy, I wish I could have been doing that stuff with Tyson Fury. You know, I, so at the same time, I'm going, eh, would we really have Braun that brings some legitimacy or like a Titus O'Neil going, because they're about the same size. You know, I, I, it could be worse, right? At least Braun's somewhat charismatic. That backstage promo he gave after the initial physicality, I felt was more of a tantrum. It, you know, it was great. It was exciting. It was I, intense. It, there was so much passion and fire in his voice, though. I, yeah. can't, I can't be mad at it. Uh, and then it just storms right back out to the ring, and they go back at it again. And that's how Raw ends. And I'm just like, okay, well, what do I expect out of this? Are, are, are we going to get some kind of special attraction showcase match as you uh, labeled it? Is this going to be Tyson Fury at WrestleMania versus Braun Strowman? And no. Is this how I want my Braun to be used? No, I want him in title contentions. I want him at the top of the WWE. Right. This is not what I want Braun Strowman being used for. Hashtag wrestling. By God. That's, that's the problem is that is how they see that's this is how they see Braun Strowman. Special attraction. He's the guy that's going to be, you know, winning tag team titles with the kid. He's the guy that's going to be facing off against Saturday Night Live guys. That's that's what he is being built to be. He's and the guy that's going to win the Raw Tag Championships with a 12-year-old. Right, exactly. You know, greatest Royal Rumble. Yeah, sure, whatever. Give it to the big guy. Um, my only worry is the end game for this. Because if you remember, Big Show had to lay down for, for Mayweather. Um, right. Is that, I mean, it's the only way they could attract... Tyson Fury because they said, oh, yeah, we'll let you give a, get a win over our guy. And here's the other thing is you gave these guys the main event slot on this show. Once again, an outside person who is a legit fighter is now being placed as being more important and, and at a higher level than the people in your own company. And, and if you're wondering why you know a lot of these WWE superstars can't be taken seriously, this look at this because you you present them as being – not as impressive as, you know, like even like if Braun loses this, especially right. We've already got Cain Velasquez and Brock Lesnar making everyone else look like idiots uh, and goons on one side of this. And now you're bringing in another guy who's probably going to beat Braun Strowman. And it's just making your, 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 the rest of your roster look like jokes to yep. the, to the rest of the sporting world. So yeah, it's uh, to me, it's, this is, I mean, this is, but this has been Vince for 40 years. You know, that's all the way back to Mr. T at WrestleMania, like, you know, the, the rock, the rock and roll, rock and wrestling connection. 
right? He, he's obsessed with mainstream success and mainstream stars. And the danger about bringing in shooter fighters, shoot fighters, is that it undermines your guys who are here doing performances, uh, you know, simulated fighting. So, yeah, it's, I'm not entirely on with it. And my other problem is, uh, is I can't stand Tyson Fury as a human being. And if you don't know about Tyson Fury, um, he's controversial and he's, uh, he's a tough figure to really uh, to wrap your head around unless you, like, unless you know his history. The guy is obviously a, a, a fantastic fighter, but he's also just a miserable bastard. And he's, he's been open about his mental issues. Um, he's had mental health issues. He's dealt with suicide. He's been very open about it. And there are things about that that should be commended where he's been open about his struggle through that. But he's also never really come out to apologize for some of the horrible things that he said in the press and stood behind um, to the point where people will ask him about those things he said. And he says, I don't, I don't want to talk about that. So he's never really addressed it. And I know we're in the middle of cancel culture right now, and I don't want to jump on that bandwagon. But just so that people know what they're dealing with here with Tyson Fury, I want to give a couple of quotes of things that he said in the press and has, and okay. has never really addressed since. Uh, quote, everyone just do what you can. Listen to the government. Follow everybody like sheep. Be brainwashed by all the Zionist Jewish people who own all the banks, all the papers, all the TV stations. Be brainwashed by them all. That's one quote. Uh, in the build-up to his 2015 fight with Klitschko, uh, he said that homo homophobia, homosexuality is like uh, pedophilia. He says he believes that the legalization of homosexuality and abortion are two of the three things that need to be accomplished before the devil comes home. Uh, let's see. In 2013, he said he would hang his sister if he felt she was being promiscuous. And he said that he believes a woman's, a quote, a woman's best place is in the kitchen and on her back. That's a 2013 quote from Tyson Fury. Um, yeah, so, and this is a guy who was, who was gone from boxing for 31 months because of, he used anabolic, uh, it was a nandrolone, it was an anabolic steroid. So before anyone starts getting excited about this match, just keep in mind that this guy is the guy that's fighting Braun Strowman in Saudi Arabia. So yeah, my, my excitement for this match is at an all-time low. Okay, let's... Let's let, okay. What you just said is important. All of it was important for context, but what you just said there really just made a light bulb go off. All of this is set up because somebody on the other side of the world probably paid ten million dollars to have the heavyweight boxing champ come over and do a, absolutely an attraction match. Sure, and it's not like Tyson Fury has a much else going on right now. Like he's trying to get back in boxing shape, but the guy at one point weighed four hundred pounds. And his steroid use indicates that, you know, he doesn't, he, he's not, I don't know if this guy's ever going to get back into boxing. This to me smells of a publicity stunt for him as well. If that in makes sense. Bakersfield? No, like in Saudi Arabia. In Saudi oh, Arabia. Okay. Okay. What they're building for with him. Like those of so, us that have live in or have lived in Southern California know what a sort of desolate place Bakersfield is out in the middle of nowhere. And sorry for those of you that live in Bakersfield, but you'd probably agree <laughs> with me, wouldn't you? Uh, it's nothing more than a racetrack and a Motel Six there along the five. So, at, at the end of the day, and Merle ha uh, wasn't Merle Hager who was born there. Who was born there? I don't remember. Someone like that. <laughs> Point is, you you traipsed his entire family and all twenty seven of his kids to Bakersfield, which was like a three hour drive probably in an Uber from from LA. Well, he was. 
Well, that's the thing. He was in he was in L.A. for SmackDown. Right. Bakersfield is a hour and a half up the road, so not too bad. Anyway. My point. So I don't. I did not know any of that stuff that you rattled off. In front, I'm not familiar with Tyson Fury at all. I had. I had not really. I, I don't keep up with boxing or the PBA in general pro, since Mike Tyson. So I mean, it, since the '90s. So I, I. I. I was not aware of him or his transgressions. Uh, I'm not happy with it. I was not excited about this match, and now I almost don't even want to ever say his name again. That's where my because I yeah. I I have zero tolerance for a lot of that stuff you just rattled off, so yeah. Anyhow, the I, fact again, that Braun again, is now I don't, mixed, my beloved Braun Strowman is now mixed up in that m- infuriates me a little bit. Yeah, even again, more so than like, I was describing earlier. Again, I I, I don't want to give into cancel culture and like everyone go out there research Tyson Fury, make your own make up your own opinion. I'm presenting a side that the WWE isn't going to give to you, and you know if you just look at his boxing career, you know his last match ended in a draw recently and it honestly i think he should have won it um but at the same time yeah he's a, he's a very controversial character before you start taking and like before you start really being entertained by this angle go find out who tyson fury really is because there's a there's a lot more to him than just the you know kind of <laughs> like uh, from yorkshire and uh, yeah i'm here with my family and i'm just yeah, I talk, i'm a huge man but i have this strange sort of light little voice you know and he seems like he's a nice guy he smiles a lot that's this is publicity. Like, go and find out. Who really our, is. our champion Andy Jessup would correct you and say that he's actually from Manchester, which is part of Lancashire. Manchester. Excuse me, Lancashire. Yes. Not York. Oh, up north. Yeah, I built another castle. That one sank in a swamp too, as well. Yeah. All right. I'm sorry. From Manchester. He's a yeah. mank. Um, thank you, Andy. He is. He, I am. I am terrible when it comes to figuring out what British accents are from where. Um, <laughs> but the north. The north. I always know with the north. The north remembers. <laughs> the north remembers. All right, so that's that's that. That's Tyson Fury and Braun. Now, Nick, now I think I'm finally I'm lubed up and I'm ready to accept once more what happened with Rusev this week. We began this week with Rusev in the ring awaiting a match with Randy Orton. But instead of uh, instead of Rand- Randy Orton came out and was and then what we had we had Raw, we had Rusev in the ring and then the Raw title showed and we come back and Corbin and Randy are attacking Rusev. In the middle of the attack, Rusev's left alone in the ring, and all of a sudden, up on the Tron, Bobby Lashley shows up in Rusev's robe, in Rusev's house, climbing into Rusev's bed. And who else should climb into Rusev's bed? Rusev's <laughs> wife. Oh, oh, God. Rusev's wife, Lana, who proceeds to kind of half-remove her bra. Um, I, li- I like how they kept it somewhat PG when she took off her robe. Like, Lashley kind of covered her with the blanket. And like nothing was really shown, but it boy was it uncomfortable. Um, just ugh, skin crawling. I cannot believe this was on my wrestling show in 2019. You're like, the one who loves the soap opera stuff, buddy. Here you go. Hey, hey um, believe me, I like the soap opera stuff. Th- this is a little bit too general hospital for me. All right, th- this is getting this is a little bit too over the line. This is some shit going back to like 2004, 2005 stuff we all look down upon. Edge and Lita, I'm looking at you. I love that. I'm sorry. I have to, I have to stop here because Yorkshire Rob in our chat just told me not to get Yorkshire and Lancashire mixed up. <laughs> they had like 100 years. There, there was, was a war. Yeah. There was a war. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Good point. Yeah. Good point. Oh, my goodness. Sorry, Yorkshire so, Rob. Sorry. 
Sorry, my, my best bad. mates from Leeds for from what for for what oh. it's worth. I still can't understand oh what his God. mom says to me. <laughs> I, I I'm gonna get myself in a lot of trouble by saying up oh, Manchester United. But anyway, uh, let's move on quickly, oh! Nick. Before 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 I get burned by half of our uh, our English constituency here. All right, so. Yeah, I can't believe this was on our, my TV either. Like in 2019, we're still doing we're doing a cuck angle. Not only one, but this is the second cuck angle currently active in WWE. And, and in it's some not the ways, first one for Rusev. No, it's the second time. It's the second time. This one's I think way more extreme. So there's a couple things I wanted to I want to address about this. One, this ended with Corbin and Randy Orton doing what they did last week when this went down and giggling outside the ring at it. Rusev getting furious, and I loved this, jumping outside of the ring and laying waste to Orton and Corbin, beating them pillar to post, uh, absolutely annihilating, screaming, you know, how dare you laugh at me? Who's laughing now? And then he storms off up the ramp. Um, okay, so looking at that, is this angle good for Rusev because they're making him look strong and he's getting motivated by it. He's looking like, I mean, he's just, he just wiped out two major guys after this. So they're obviously, they're thinking like, we're going to book him strong. So could this be good for Rusev, his character, or is this really bad in the long term? Because how do you ever, like even with the short-term memory that we have in WWE, Rusev and Lana are a real life, they're really, they're married in real life. How do you ever present them together on TV again? After and this? arguably that was the best thing ever was when they first debuted and she was the the ravishing Russian. You know, she was the the his manager. So I they've just screwed this whole thing up over something that is so 15 years ago and I We've all been so high on Rusev for the longest time, and we've all wanted him to get that one push, that one opportunity, and we thought they were going to do it, and then they screwed it up with the Shinsuke pairing, and this, then they went away for a long time. And it, I was so excited to see Rusev come back all cut up and just lean, porn stash, all kinds of stuff, new look, and the crowd popped like crazy when he came out. And now we're doing this. Yep. I, 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 I was Could done with... For the Could record, I was out? done with Raw this week in the first 30 seconds. Oh, really? <laughs> like, there was no intro. There was yeah. no – nobody coming well, out to the ring to give a speech to talk about Hell in a Cell, talk about the draft, oh, no. talk about anything coming up or anything. Nope, straight into this. Whoop. I got to say, I, I, you know, I think they were just trying to keep things moving as fast as possible, like – you know, little sleight of hand, like, look at this hand. Don't don't think about what you saw last night. Ha, ta, 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 ta. Um, again, I'm, I'm sitting here going, all right, could this end up working out well for Rusev? I'm trying to find the, the silver lining here. Is there a good this... old redemption angle where he gets his lady back God and all it. that kind of, yeah, you know? I don't know. I don't know. I just, this is horrifying to me, and... I need it to stop. I'm with you. I can't stand this angle. I don't know why we're having another cuck angle. Uh, someone loves the cucking. Vince, knock it off. Or Paul. It could be either one. Either one of them could be doing this. Or they could just be back in the back like a couple of schoolboys in a locker room going, <laughs> yeah, she's, look, look, look at her. She's in bed. <laughs> she's taking off her bra. <laughs> so I, I can't wait for it to be over and give Rusev an actual goddamn push. Yeah. Um, speaking of actual pushes, the Kabuki Warriors – had a match against Becky Lynch and Charlotte Flair. We had a nice Miz TV segment where Becky and Charlotte, the two women's champs, had another face-off. Those two are just, they're money together. 
every time their money look at like throwing barbs at each other. Um, oh yeah, I've, I've had the belt ten times. Oh yeah, it's the belt I made relevant. Oh yeah, well I I made you popular in the first place. Going back and forth, beautiful stuff. And just as they're getting a little heated, out come the Kabuki Wars, and we're having an all women's champions match, which is an I, an interesting concept. They could have probably built it up more as to what it was. It was like, hey, we're gonna have a match with all of our women's champions, but they didn't. It just kind of happened. But this is interesting because Becky Lynch and Charlotte have shown they're a really good team if they can stay on the same page. And they stayed on the same page, but they were not ready for the green mist. And I'll be damned, Nick, but Becky ate a green mist and got rolled up and pinned by Kyrie Sane. Becky Lynch has not been pinned since Asuka pinned her back at the Royal Rumble. Wow. What are your thoughts on this whole thing? It looks like, I mean, it's, from everything we're seeing online, Becky and Oscar are headed for a feud. How do you do that with Oscar and a tag team? Is that the right decision to have Oscar and Becky? And what's happening next for Charlotte? Charlotte's going to SmackDown with the women's SmackDown SmackDown Women's Championship. That's that's a given. That's an inevitability at this point. Uh, what happens to Becky and Oscar? That's a little more interesting to me. We've seen that feud. I wouldn't be mad at seeing it again, and frankly, I'm happy that Oscar seeing Oscar at all plus a heel turn plus Green Mist. It's all plus 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 because we just haven't seen her in six months, other than this Kabuki shit. So I'm I'm very excited right now about what is going on around Oscar. There's a lot of changes happening. I don't know how they get out of the tag team thing. Do they drop them back to the Iconics? Is that how you know once Peyton comes back from? Whatever she's been off doing, they've been with, they're they're big, they've been gone so long. They should call them the Biconics. Bye, oh, bye, Conics. Bye. I, I haven't seen them. I don't. I how do you drop to a team that hasn't even been around? That's true. They, they, they need to get the belts off of Oscar and Kyrie. Split you them mean up. Like the, and how have, the Bliss and Cross dropped it to the Kabuki Warriors, <laughs> who hadn't been around in a month. Yeah, but they're the Kabuki Warriors. They're they're they're, they're a stronger team than the Iconics, who never won a match they didn't cheat on. So, yeah, I, I agree. I, I but that's the, here's the thing. I've wanted to see Oscar and Becky for a, for a while now. From to for my opinion, Oscar Becky should have happened a while ago. And and Becky mentioned it finally. Is like I, you know what? The only real loss I've had is losing to Oscar at the Rumble, and it 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 bugs me. And I'm like, good guess, yes. Come on, bring that back. We've been waiting for most of the year to hear you address this. Here's the one thing I'll say about this as well that's another big positive for me, another plus. They came out to the ramp and interrupting Becky and Charlotte on Miz TV and did nothing but scream at them in Japanese. Who's been saying they wanted to see that for the longest time? Yeah. And the audience was going, what, 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 but only a little bit because it it was very captivating to have them and I wish I spoke better Japanese. I caught about half of what they were saying. Um, but it was it was enough to know that it was really fun. And it 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 played. And then they ran down to the ring and it, it because of the energy in their dialogue when they're allowed to just speak Japanese, the energy is there and it raised the energy in the room. And so they ran down to the ring and it was fire. So yeah, I loved that. I love that. When I, they came out with mics, I'm like, really? They're gonna get some mic time? Nothing but Japanese? Awesome. When Oscar awesome, awesome, gets her awesome. R's rolling like that, yeah. Oh my, holy shit! <laughs> and I, I worry that we're going to do too much green mist, like keep it for special occasions. But at the same time, I just mark out like crazy for is, green is mist. Is there so. such a thing as too much? 
It's WWE, Nick. If anyone can overexpose something, it's this It's this business. It's Vince McMahon. Yes. Woo, boy. So, yes, keep it in your pants, Vince. Let her just do it every once in a while. Fair enough. Uh, Fair enough. Moving on, Nick. Your team, the Viking Raiders, had a match with uh, War Bob Ziggler. Sorry, War Machine. The Viking War Raider Machine experience. Uh, had a match with Ziggler and Rude. What are we calling them? Rudolph. 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 Uh, yeah, they beat him clean as a whistle. Beat the crap out of them. They're getting a match for the Raw Tag Titles next Monday. How is that possible if we're having the draft on Friday? How are we... What? Logic? WWE Logic? Hashtag? Mm, no? Don't care. Okay. Get those belts Whatever. off of Rude and Ziggler. Yep, ASAP. You Viking have an Warriors. active tag team division right now. Uh, circling the Viking Raiders, the OC, and uh, just other all, all kinds of stuff going on. The Rude and Ziggler are the anomaly here. As I said last week, they're the ones that that stand out like a sore thumb. Get them out of there. You got to mm. drop those titles. But I split them up, draft them wherever the heck you want. Yes. I agree with you. But at the same time, I don't know if they're going to because they went over so hard this week. I don't know. I'm worried, Nick. I'm worried. But uh, yeah, at the same time, fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. At least the Viking Raiders are coming out looking strong. They had a nice, strong promo backstage, even though it did end with them both going. <laughs> but fingers that crossed. Fa- that was fantastic. I love uh, that promo backstage. The other, of course you did. Of course you did. Your final form is Hanson. Sorry, Ivar, whatever they're calling Ivar. Him <laughs> yeah. That's, that's, that's you when your power level is over 9,000. Extraordinary uh, beard, that man. Extraordinary. Mm. Yeah, yeah, big boy. Uh, Natalia versus Lacey Evans again, last woman standing right after the, the Rusev cuck bit. The first hour of the show, Nick, I'll agree. It was, it was tough. It was tough. They gave them so much time to work and I hate last man standing matches to begin with. Um, and then when you have one that's questionably worked, it's even worse. They did have some nice, interesting spots in this. They had some, uh, some very in like some, some innovative stuff where like she trapped Natty in the chair uh, and then knocked her over, and Natty couldn't get up. But Sorry, then, Dog Ziggler. I, I didn't mean to offend you by Dog saying Ziggler you should drop the pissed title. Off. He's, still, he's pissed off about this match. He didn't like it either. I agree, Dog Ziggler. Um, <laughs> nothing gets him fire, more fired up than a bad last man standing match, last woman standing match. I, right. Uh, but this did end with, with Natty getting tossed off of the, um, the, uh, what, the new like what skateboard ramp back of the Raw set. Yeah, she went up it and came back down. Slid back down twice. <laughs> Yeah, and bounced it, which got put on down the announce table. King's crown got knocked off the place. King was clutching for his notes, and then finally, uh, Natty turned around a move and got Lacey power bombed off the stage onto a table to finally pick up the win. Here's my now, big. Are problem we done? With are this. we done with this now? No. Well, hang on. Here's my big problem with this. Just like the pre-show match at Hell in a Cell, Lacey Evans put in all the work. She she led that entire match at Hell in a Cell, yeah. and then at the end, Natty flipped it on her, did a sharpshooter, one, two, tapped out right. almost immediately. Whether or not she got knocked out, we can still speculate, but whatever. This match, exact same thing. Lacey Evans carried this entire effing match, the whole thing, and then somehow Natty got her in a powerbomb, couldn't find where to drop her, and you could see Lacey giving her directions because Natty couldn't see over her leg, yeah. and fi- powerbombed her and gets counted out. What is going? Why is Natty getting all this push? If you call Nat- it that, look again. Look again at this. What was I saying about the Hell in a Cell match? Where it was, this was Lacey learning how to work a match, right? She's working with Natty, learning how to work a match. That's all this was again, too, right? Yeah. Having her, letting letting her get all of the all like work the whole match, and then Natty will turn around and she'll win it. 
So but he is not happy that I said they had to drop the tag belts, is he? He's just he's just not happy that we were talking about a last woman standing match between like he had, he had to watch the damn thing too. Oh poor, poor thing, poor dogs. I know. Oh, I'm he's, sorry, he's dog miserable. Ziggler. He's miserable. <laughs> oh, God, <laughs> you're not gonna like this anymore, dog Ziggler. We're gonna we're gonna talk about Alistair Black next. Oh God. Alistair, yes, Alistair Black cut another one of his promos backstage where he was wanting for looking for anyone to pick a fight with him. And then uh, we cut back to him later. He's got his shirt off in his little weird room with the colored lights. And he's like, yeah, I know this works. No one's going to come pick a fight with me. So I'm just going to go to the ring and wait for people. I'm just going to pick a fight with somebody. Great. Glad your character's evolving here because I can't stand these bits. Right. Um, and then we see the Bollywood boys finally show up from 205 Live, this ex the Singh brothers. And Alistair basically just murders them. So here's what I have to ask you, Nick. Obviously here, they love... Alistair Black because they're putting him in a position where he's he's getting squash matches. He's looking like a million bucks out there in the ring. Is he, are, are the, do you think his cool factor is salvageable with the way that they're botching his entrance every time and with these horrible promos in the back? Like, are they able to salvage him at this point? No, and it doesn't appear they're attempting to. That's you I don't think, think having wanna... him squash them and like look really cool doing it is is an attempt to salvage him? No, because it gives zero credibility. Right at the end of the day, he needs to be out there whipping legit dudes' ass. You know, I, I don't think or I don't count the Bollywood boys, you know, the Singh brothers, whatever you want to refer to them as, as as that at all. They, you know, have him go out and have a match with a legit contender. But this is how they do that. This, this is, is how the they former this is, NXT champion for God's sake. Viking, sakes. Viking, Viking Raiders were the NXT tag champs, and they were squashing guys for two months and not doing anything. Then waiting for this opportunity that they have right now. It's that's that's been how they do this. Months. Right. Uh, and, and just because they don't like they they have Vince has some something in his craw where he thinks that it's cool to have Alistair sit there and, you know, talk about fighting people and then going out to the ring, like instead of having him just be a silent killer, uh, doesn't mean that they don't think highly of him. I think that they're presenting him in a way where they have big plans for him. They just don't know how to make him cool. Because Vince gets it in his head that he knows what cool is and he's wrong. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's really all it is. It is what it is at this point. Until they do something different, I'm kind of checked out of Aleister Black, unfortunately. And that's, that's it really pains me to say that because his entrance, his presence. You guys have, have been listening long enough. You, you know how high I was on just him coming up in the right way, and they've just completely bungled it. And I, I, I've lost hope until they show me they, can, they know how to fix it and do something differently. So that's all I'll say about that one. Yeah, I agree. Um, okay, well. Go ahead. A couple more, a couple more things on Raw, and then we'll move on. With the uh, OC had a match at the Lucha House Party. It was basically just a showcase match. We know what that means. It was just kind of there to have the OC get a win back um, and have the Lucha House Party bounce all over the place and look good. Uh, we had Rey Mysterio who cut a promo saying that Brock's gonna. Brock, the only guy that Brock legitimately fears is Kane Velasquez, and the Kane is actually Dominic's godfather. And that's why he's oh, here to Jesus avenge Christ. Dominic. You wanted to be Sin Cara. Instead, you got Cain Velasquez. So, I, sorry, Nick. Your, bo no. your booking was so close. That's not what I wrote at all. Damn it. I, I'm sorry, buddy. Like, they, they heard you, and they just they upped it by one. Thanks. It's like, I'm sorry, Nick. No, Sin Cara is not a big enough name outside of WWE. Cain Velasquez is, so we're going to go get him instead. So close. And he might come out in a mask. Might even be Sin Cara's mask, Nick. Your, your prediction could come true. Um, but this was actually a nice promo by Ray. I like this a lot. Very curious to see what they do with this. Uh, Ricochet had a quote-unquote showcase match against Apollo Crews, where he beat him. Okay, cool. 
Uh, AOP cut a promo. It was basically the same thing they've been doing the last couple of weeks. Just, hey, remember us. We're going to get drafted. Um, and then finally, that major angle on Hell in a Cell, Seth and the Fiend. They had a quick little video package about it, Nick. And they couldn't have any sound on it after that sledgehammer hit because there was no way they could have any sound. Like they couldn't use any of the sound from that whole pay-per-view from that point on. We, we were curious. We were trying to listen in to see if we could hear uh, – because they play those video packages on the Tron as well when you go to live events. So we were we, – I think in the live chat watching this, we were trying to listen to see if that uh, – where were they on Raw? I can't remember. If, if the audience there was booing the package – uh, and chanting AEW and things like that. Uh, but I, I, I wasn't able to hear uh, anything myself. I think they probably muted that crowd. They, they yeah. were really careful about their reaction. Somebody, uh, someone, I guess, talked to Vince and was like, hey, Vince, no, it really oh, did Bakersfield. suck. Bakersfield, that's right. Yeah. Anyway. It really did suck, Vince. The biggest pop on this show was for Becky Lynch. Like, Bakersfield loved them some Becky Lynch. They were dead for a lot of the show, but Becky Lynch, they were hyped for. And that women's match, I think, was the best thing about this Raw. Yeah, not surprisingly, you've got four of the best workers in the company in that match. I'm not I could surprised watch that match Ricochet fired. and Apollo Cruz wrestle for an hour, uh, but I'm true. Mean, it was, they it did was not quicken over in five minutes. You know, right? Uh, that was it. Was sad. OC Lucha House Party was pretty good too, but just had had was no no. But there's no stakes because again, yeah. showcase. They needed to build up. They needed to have the announced team build up that this is meaningful. They're trying to show off. Um, this is something I, I I'm going to get to a little bit later in the show. Um, and that's to do with how they're going to do the draft. But I'm going to hold off about talking about that right now because I yeah. think that's that's relevant more for that than next. Uh, Nick, let's move over and talk about New Japan real quick here. Uh, New Japan's road to king of pro wrestling is going on, and I think this is worth talking about. Normally, I would just you know kind of blow it off and be like, we'll talk about pro, king of pro wrestling when it comes around. But something happened this week I think we need to address, specifically okay. in, the, in, in light of what happened at Hell in a Cell. And that is that during the last uh, Road to King of Pro Wrestling show, um, Minoru and Suzuki and Jushin Thunder Liker, as I've mentioned earlier, have been having a feud for a while. For a while, like most of the year, on and off. And Suzuki finally got under Liger's skin to the point where Liger revealed his evil alter ego, Kishin Liger, and tried to kill Minoru Suzuki with a spike. Um, this week, it did not get any better. Jushin and Minoru got into it in this show, it was very vicious, beating each other all over the place to the point where Jushin Thunder Liger got himself disqualified, beat up the ref, grabbed the microphone, and essentially said, I'm going to kill you. Straight up, not wrestling match. He said, everyone needs to back off. One of us is probably going to die at King of Pro Wrestling. And of all people that would be in for that, Minoru Suzuki. Absolutely. I, I can't wait to see this. This is going to be absolutely insane. Um, these two guys going hard um, like, they, like they genuinely want to kill each other. My favorite part about this is Will Ospreay uh, tweeting it afterwards. It'll still probably end in a DQ. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but probably won't end in a DQ, rather. They, they, they won't make it to the end. Even if it no. does, they're, Suzuki's just going to go get a chair and try to kill Liger. You know, and, well, or a spike does. might come out. My, my, yeah. my kind of point here, just bringing this up, is... It's, it's all in the present. It's all in how you build it. Yeah, you know what I mean. So I'm very curious to see how they do this. Where this is this is a grudge match to the point where they're talking about literally killing each other. Um, how do they present this and have a finish and not disappoint people um, who are looking who are here to watch a vicious vicious match? Yeah, 
So curious about that. King of Pro Wrestling That's is coming up. That's what I'm up. signing up for. <laughs> yeah, I'm very curious. Uh, the 14th, so next week we're getting King of Pro Wrestling, Suzuki versus Liger to the death, apparently. Mm. Uh, Osprey versus El Fantasmo for the junior heavyweight title. Uh, Moxley, John Moxley versus Juice Robinson for the U.S. title. That's a no DQ match as well. Mm. So stay out of there, WWE. No DQing in that match. Uh, Ibushi versus Evil for Ibushi's Wrestle Kingdom main event contract and the main event, Okada versus Sonata for the heavyweight title. That's a beautiful card right there. And that's not even including yeah, the undercard with all the tag matches. That's that, a that is gonna beautiful, be a beautiful card. Show. That's beautiful. I can't, I can't wait to go over that. Uh, not next Monday, but the Saturday after that, I guess we're going to be talking about it. So, yeah. uh, coming up this week, Nick, coming up this week, Wednesday, AEW will be from the Aganis Arena in Boston, Ontario. What? Wait, Boston from Boston, Massachusetts on TNT. That's what I get for writing in all caps. Boston <laughs> on TNT. Good Lord. Jimmy Havoc versus Darby Allen. The winner is going to get a title shot at Chris Jericho. Interesting. Okay, explain that one to me a little bit. How do two need, guys yeah. that have never won get a title shot? That's a really good question. I really don't know. I don't know how they explain that. I'm I'm right. I'm gonna have to watch some of their YouTube stuff. Aren't wins and losses any... supposed to matter in AEW? Right, right. Where's the logic there, guys? <laughs> Hashtag AEW logic. Right. Hashtag AEW logic. Yeah, one of the one of the goth twins is gonna get a shot at Chris Jericho and then get murdered. Let me be clear. Uh, I'm I'm excited AF to see this match uh, between oh, these two guys. Dude, yeah. Why why do they're they going to rip shot? each other apart? Don't care. Going to be a great match. Yes. <laughs> Young Bucks also also great match. Young Bucks versus Private Party for the tag team title tournament. Uh, Chris Jericho and Sammy Guevara versus Dustin Rhodes and Hangman Page, and John Moxley versus Sean Spears. Mm. I'm looking forward to that one too. So AEW Wednesday looks like a, a six show. And also Wednesday, NXT, not to be left in the dust, Kushida versus Walter and mm. Drew Gulak versus Leo Rush for the Cruiserweight title. So NXT also has some nice matches. And then on SmackDown, on Friday, of course, at the T-Mobile Arena in Las Vegas, Canada. No, Las Vegas, Nevada, excuse me. Uh, the, dra <laughs> the draft will be performed. This is what I want to talk about, Nick. The draft is going to be performed by, as I said on Raw, representatives from both Fox and the USA Network. Why that? So now the shows are going to be run by network executives, not by the McMahon family. Interesting. I'm wondering how they're going to present that. I'm wondering how they're going to sell that. Um, that's, just, that's just a weird decision in a wrestling company to have network executives choosing your superstars. It, it makes sense in some sense, like like... You know, I'm sure Fox was saying, well, we want so-and-so, we want so-and-so behind the scenes. So maybe they translated that into storyline, but... The one that throws me is that they mentioned on commentary last night on Raw that it was going to start, start on Friday and finish on Raw the following uh, Monday. That makes sense. It makes more sense about the War Machine-Rudolph uh, match then, I guess. So I, I don't know. I, I, I huh. guess they wanted it to span two shows to give both shows equal coverage and treat like, Fox and USA fairly, I guess. I don't yeah, because they could have started the draft this Raw, but they didn't. And maybe that's because that's their way of saying, oh, yeah, Fox is giving us a lot more money than USA, so they get first pick. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, yeah, it's, it's a weird decision. I'm curious to see how they play that out because you don't exactly see, um, you know, at the, at the NFL draft. How are they going to go see back and forth? From NBC. I don't know. It's, it's, this it's is going to be very, Nick. very interesting to see how this plays out on Friday. For everyone who left WWE because of Hell in a Cell, you're going to be missing out on the draft, for better or for worse. No, but they don't won't worry. because they'll, they'll have be- us to recap it the <laughs> following day on Saturday, and we'll tell them exactly. everything that happened. All right. Well, Ian, exactly. that's, uh, thank you very much, uh, guys, for tuning in for Rubble. Oh, we're not done just yet. We've got just enough time for our other news lightning round. Beep, 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 beep. Yes, sir. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, if you've been watching YouTube today, you know that the first episode of the new NWA Power is now on YouTube. It's free, and it's awesome. It's awesome. It looks like early 1980s pro wrestling got time-traveled into the modern era. It's old school. The promos are fire. The wrestling is good. We had uh, we had Tim Storm beat Josephus for a title shot at Nick Aldis on the first show, which he got. He got that title shot. I won't tell you what happens. In case you haven't seen it, it just came out. I will say the match was awesome. Um, and if you, I mean, this, it's only one hour, it's one hour and it's well worth a watch. So check out NWA power. Very, very, very good stuff. And congratulations to Billy Corbin. If this is what's going to look like going forward, you've got one more good wrestling show each week to check out right before you come listen to us. Long time coming show. too. I'll echo the congratulations to Billy Corbin. That this, just, this has been a long couple of years ride for, for him to, to really get this up and running. And the fact that they're giving it away for free on YouTube, we win. We are Absolutely. the winners of that whole thing. Absolutely. And, I'm, and he's been such a slow build on this, letting it grow. You know, the groundswell of this, it's fantastic. Great work. Very happy for them. Yeah. Uh, MLW also has been doing a bit of a groundswell with its company. And uh, they just had MLW Fusion. Austin Aries defeated Brian Pillman Jr. And wow. right afterwards, he called out Teddy Hart, who's had a beef with for a while now. And they're finally going to have a nice big fight on Saturday night, Super Fight, which I believe is going to be next month. Uh, also on the show this week, La Park and Hijo de La Park defeated Septimo Dragon and Magnus in a baller match. If you like MLW, go check them out. It was a pretty good show this week. Uh, we mentioned Big Show because he's no longer in the WWE. He's been replaced by Braun Strowman, who's filling his exact <laughs> role. So the Big Show is now off doing a reality TV show. He's going to have a, his own TV show called Big Show versus the World. And uh, it's it actually, you know what? It sounds really interesting. He says that in all his travels he's been to a lot of really interesting places he's going to go back and revisit them and they're also going to show how hard it is to be a guy his size when you're traveling when you're going around the place so not only do you get an inside look at what it's like to live in a body that's seven two and well three four hundred pounds now he's lost some weight but you also get to go and like relive some of his adventures around the world so it sounds like a really cool show cool uh looking forward to checking that out uh jeff hardy oh jeff oh jeff jeffy boy jeffy boy we mentioned last week or on the last show, that he was arrested for driving while intoxicated. Apparently, when he was arrested, he had a bloody nose. And apparently, the bloody nose was from a fight with his wife. Oh, Jeff. Someone get Jeff back on the road with the WWE. He does better when he's on the damn road. When he's left his own devices there in Carolina, bad things happen. Yeah. They say he was arrested in Moore County. Moore County is basically a wasteland, except it contains Cameron, North Carolina, which is, if you know anything about the Hardys, that's where the Hardy compound is, is in Cameron, North Carolina, in Moore County, about hour and a half south of where I'm at. So, yeah, yeah, he's probably driving the back roads, swerving all over the place. It's I don't want to speculate on the bloody nose thing, but 
Well, but Esmeralda just mentioned in the chat, and this is actually a good time to mention it, is that WWE, it's actually been reported that they're going to be loosening the wellness policy. And as to what that means, we don't know. Uh, Vince says that due to uh, the competitive nature of, of modern TV or something to that effect, he's loosening the wellness policy. Now, whether this means that you're now going to be able to take Ritalin, like what, what Roman Reigns got busted for, or, uh, or smoke pot, we don't know. But I do know that if there's one person that needs to be under the old wellness policy, it's Jeff Hardy. Yeah. So I, I, I'm very curious to see how that plays out. If you see guys starting coming out a little bit more shredded than they are right now, you might know in what way Vince means to loosen up the wellness policy. Jackson Riker. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I think I... Jack, Jackson Riker's been finding a way around it about as long as Jinder Mahal has. Right. So I also um, want to have a conversation with Rusev's traps while I'm at it. Rusev's traps are all natural, my friend. <laughs> Give that me a break. He's just doing shrugs all day. Just, Rusev he must is, just sit there and just shrug all day. I'll just put it this way. Rusev is like Becky Lynch and Jackson Riker and, ja and, and, and uh, Jenner Mahal are like Charlotte Flair's chest. All right, moving on. So uh, Sasha Banks messed up her back in her Hell in a Cell match. Bray, Bray Wyatt apparently also got injured, although it's not serious. Weird. We don't know yet the seriousness of Sasha's injury. Uh, it has not been reported there. She's undergoing some tests before we find out how badly she's injured. Fingers crossed that she is okay. Yeah. Uh, Alberto Del Rio is still fighting for relevance. He's got a match with Tito Ortiz in Hidalgo, Texas on December 7th for Combate Americas. Um, I, all I have to say about this is Del Rio is still out there, and frankly, I hope he gets, he, I hope he gets his butt kicked. It's Tito Ortiz. He yeah. beat up Chuck Liddell the last time he had a match. Um, I have a feeling he's going to kill Del Rio, who has some shoot fighting experience, but he doesn't have a good record. So I'm curious what's going to happen there. Yeah. I could care less, honestly. Uh, the, uh, yeah, well, I'll still report on it. Yep. The Crash 8th Anniversary Show is happening November 1st in Tijuana. It's going to be a brothers versus brothers match. Uh -oh. We're going to get we're going to get the Lucha Brothers, Pentagon Jr. and Phoenix versus Rush and Dragon Lee, the Munoz brothers. Whoa. Um, I should say this. In his promos for this, Rush said it'll be two members of the Munoz family. Um that means that Bestia Del Ring, their father, could actually make an appearance or be involved somehow. So this is actually a pretty big deal in Mex in, when it comes to Mexican wrestling, especially seeing as uh, all these guys are kind of like ex... Well, I think uh, Lucha Brothers still have a good relationship with AAA, but now that Rush and, uh, and Dragon Lee are out of CMLL, this could be uh, a shots fired kind of moment. So yeah. I'm looking forward to checking this. And also, it's probably going to be an amazing match. Speaking of superstar um, showcases, you know, <laughs> this match right. is well, going to be crazy. Well, what's cra also crazy is freaking Dragon Lee is supposed to be in New Japan doing the Super Junior Tag Tournament around this time. And oh, he's, got wow, a, okay. he's, well, he's got a history of, you know, working a show and then flying somewhere else and working another show. Like, you know, when he broke Hiromu Takahashi's neck, he'd done two shows in the previous 24 hours. So he's got a history of, of, you know, really working himself to the bone. So I hope he doesn't do that here because yeah. uh, that's, that's, that's dangerous, mm, frankly, yeah. Uh, yeah, as I've seen good. in person. For some reason, Kevin Owens is in the alumni section of WWE.com. We don't what? know if this is a screw-up or some sort of miscommunication, but have not heard any news aside from that. He's just on the alumni section. We haven't seen him since uh, he won... He says he beat Shane on Friday, but yeah, he's in the alumni section. Just weird. Just thought I uh, thought I somebody up. messed up. 
<laughs> I hope so. I hope that's the case. I hope that's all it is. That could be as simple as checking the wrong box on the back end of the website, but normally that uh, that there's some QA processes that happen there. Yeah. Oh. Uh, and then finally, in other news, this one's a bit personal for me. Uh, if you were watching Dolph Ziggler and Bobby Roode's match this week, you may have noticed that Dolph Ziggler was wearing some silver tights. Well, on the butt, there was a picture of a couple of devil-looking women on his butt, uh, and those are by the fairly fairly famous uh, artist, Coop. Well, apparently, Coop did not give Dolph Ziggler the rights to use his imagery on his tights, and Coop's taken to Twitter calling Dolph a meathead and says he needs to never wear those tights again or pay Coop. And I say, absolutely, because that's some BS. Dolph has a history of ripping off people's artwork and using it, and uh, he's done it again. Wow. So that's some nonsense. Talk about as a matter- show-off. As a ma- someone who shouldn't be shown up. As a matter of fact, hold on a second. Making a quick move. Uh oh. Right here, I happen to have my my Coop coaster set, which I got from Coop himself. Hey. So, yeah, I, I'm I'm a bit more on Coop's side with this. I have a bit of a, a horse in the race here. Chat's so. already saying uh, Kevin Owens to AEW. You heard it here first. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I love. I you don't guys. think so. I think I Kevin knows where his bread's buttered at this point. We'll see. Yeah, he's going back to PWG. <laughs> and that's the news. That's the news, ladies and gentlemen. Well, thank you, sir, Ian Dangerous, and thank you guys for hanging out with us for this Tuesday night show of Raw and the Wide World of Wrestling. We're here every single Tuesday at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 Pacific. Live on the YouTubes at youtube.com slash open. Hey, leave us a like on this video. Leave us a comment below. Let us know what you guys think or weigh in on anything that we talked about during this show. Follow us over on Instagram at and Twitter at BWO Podcast. And hey, come join us in the Busted Wide Open discussion group over on Facebook where you'll find links to our Discord server where it's all of our chats that go on throughout the course of the week for all the shows and any dedicated pay-per-views all happens on Discord. You can find the description to in the description below this video if you're watching on YouTube or pinned to some of our social media if you're listening on the podcast. Uh, if you love this show and want to show us some support, the best way to do that is at Patreon. Patreon.com slash BWO. Sign up for one of those awesome reward tiers. Get access to show notes, uh, the ability to ask listener questions, monthly bonus episodes, all kinds of good stuff go up from there. Patreon.com slash BWO. Shout out to Abraham Castillo again for the 10 bucks in the tip jar tonight. Thank you, sir. Thanks for hanging around tonight for two shows, guys. Really appreciate it. My name is Nick Howell. You can find me on Twitter at Data Center Dude. And I am Sir Ian Dangerous. You can find me on Twitter at Sir Ian Dangerous. But by God, somebody stop the damn man! This show is part of the Orbital Jigsaw Network. For more episodes, subscribe to us on iTunes, Google Play, or Stitcher Radio. For details and show notes from each episode, check us out, orbitaljigsaw.com.